Welcome to Passionate and Prosperous, the only podcast about creating success in your life and business by using your voice, gifts, and skills to do the work that lights you up, make money, and have massive impact in the world. This show teaches coaches, creatives, and service-oriented human beings how to trust in yourself and leverage your unique message, experience, and expertise to attract your ideal audience, create clients, and organically build your soul-aligned business. I'm your host, mindset and business strategy coach, Stacey Brass Russell, and I can't wait to help you to set yourself up for success and use your passion to create the prosperous life and business that you truly desire. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Passionate and Prosperous. So have you ever thought about being in the zone? Like, have you ever used that term? Like, you know, I'm in my zone or have you ever used the term comfort zone or out of your comfort zone? Um, Well, today we're going to be talking about zones and I have, a, a, I think, a pretty like particular way that I like to uh, talk about moving through various zones that are available to us. So it's going to be a deep, juicy episode. um, And I think you're going to come away with some really great perspective. I think that, that, that something that um, really defines like being passionate and prosperous is really the way that you look at, at the world or the way that you look at you know, the process of being human and how are we going to navigate this, you know, this journey of, um, of creating the lives of our dreams, of doing the work that lights us up, of being able to make money in a way that we want to make money and also having enough money to be able to do all the things that we want to do. I mean, this is, this is the ongoing journey of building and creating that passionate and prosperous life and business. Um, such a big part of of how we do that is not only with like the strategies and the how tos and the you know like the action steps and and the things that I can teach you, but then there's this whole other piece which is like the choices that we make in terms of like how we how we show up in the world or the perspective that we want to have when it comes to you know analyzing ourselves like self analysis personal growth. And so one of the things that I feel is really important to me when it comes to, you know, the show and showing up for you is that I make episodes that they may be a little bit more esoteric. We're talking about some of the more intangible things that have to do with like being passionate and prosperous and having a successful life and business. But it's like without it, all the strategy and you know, the actions and everything, they're not enough. Like it's not going to do enough, right? We need to fill our, like the rest of it up with all of that sort of mindset, energetic belief work, whatever you want to call it. And in some ways, just a perspective, like a way of thinking. And I think that when we become people who pay attention to the way we think, like how we want to think, we really do accelerate and, 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 you know, I, I like to use this phrase, but I, I feel it 10 X, right. Kind of like 
10x the speed of getting what we want. Um, Some things that we want and desire and create take a long time, like kind of everything does, but we can accelerate that timeline. Doesn't mean that we're going to collapse it completely, although that's sometimes possible, right? And it happens, but we can definitely accelerate it. So before we go into talking about zones and how we can choose to think about the way that we're showing up in our life and business in the, you know, in terms of like thinking of it in, uh, in terms of zones, um, I would like to talk to you for a minute about what is going on currently. If you're listening to the show in what I call real time, which means, you know, we release these episodes on Wednesdays, every Wednesday. And I know that some of you are there waiting for Wednesdays for a new episode drop and that you're listening. So if you're listening on the day this comes out or in the week it comes out, this is coming out uh, mid-September, around September 13th. And so I am here to remind you that coming up on October 27th and 28th is Passionate and Prosperous Live. This is literally for you. It's, it's, It's for the show. It's to take what we do here, what you love about the show, um, you know, I, I'm just going to go as far as to say maybe a little bit of what you love about me. Cause I know that some of you really resonate and relate and jive and, and feel connected to me. This is a way for us to spend two really, really like powerful, valuable, uh, jam packed days together in New York is my preference, but I do offer this at least for this next one, maybe for the last time virtually. Um, but I really know either way, whether you're attending it virtually or in person, these things require planning. It requires a, a, a decision to block your calendar out for a Friday and a Saturday and, and put like a do not disturb entrepreneur, visionary, thought leader at work do not come in. I am, you know, doing what I need to do to take myself to my next level. Anytime you want to give yourself that, which my God, I hope that you do, um, you need to do that. It's like, that's why I'm like pushing this for so, you know, far in advance, get it on the calendar, block it out, decide you're doing it, get the ticket, right? That's why this doesn't, isn't free. You know, I do tons of free stuff, but this is not free because this is the kind of thing that you need to make a commitment to yourself to do this kind of stuff for yourself, your life, your business, which is get into the room with a mentor, a, a coach, a you know, someone, a teacher that inspires you and that you believe can help you, can give you some tools that that you can use to do things the way you want, right? How do we choose the people that we go to the room with? Um but you've got to give yourself these these events, these retreats, these times to work on your business. Talk about acceleration and 10xing and collapsing time. That's what happens when you give yourself the two full days. So obviously, I want you to come be in New York with us. I I'm, I pay a lot of money to have this beautiful venue so that we can be in person because there is literally nothing like being in person. And before the pandemic, my whole life was about in person. I was doing in-person events, vision board, retreat days, as well as obviously teaching yoga pretty much every day. Um, to me, 
there, and when everyone wanted me to teach yoga on Zoom, guess what happened? I did a few and then I was like, sorry, it's not for me. And so I know that I am the be in the person, you know, be in the room person. Um, and so I am going to encourage you if you have not already checked out the details for Passionate and Prosperous Live 2023. We are meeting on Friday and Saturday, October 27th and 28th. Um, this is a big, fat, full day, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern, jam-packed with unbelievable content, with amazing up levels, um, coaching, getting to, you know, hear things in a different way, working in real time on your plan and your strategy for the next, you know, quarter for the next year. Um, and, uh, being in New York city at that time of year, unbelievable. But if you need to do virtual for this one, I'm still offering it virtually. But if you are doing virtual, I still think that the only thing you would be uh, eliminating would be, okay, so maybe you can't travel to New York if you don't live here, right? Maybe it's not a good time for you to do that, or maybe the bud- it's not in the budget. But even if you're going to do virtual, start planning now tell everybody that you're not available, find the best possible space that you feel great in and plan to give yourself that retreat. So that's my little announcement for that. And now let's get back to zones. So I recently uh, was coaching a client and one of the reasons why I call myself a business and life coach, right? I always put life in there. Life transformation is because I don't think that being your business coach only and not letting you know that I am a certified master level life coach as well. I feel that that's really important because I worked with a business coach um, in 2020 who's not a life coach. And while she was really good for business coaching, I think that like for me, there was a little bit of something missing there, which is when I'm working with someone who isn't really trained to go really deeply into the the, the, I just made up a word, like the psych, the psychergetics, right? Kind of like the psycho, the psychological and energetics, the psychogenics, psychergetics of being like a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, but not only that, not just an entrepreneur, but someone whose work is so intermingled. It's kind of like who you want to be in the world and the work you want to do. It can't be separated from who you are right? Everyone who I believe listens to the show and who this show is for is someone who knows that in order for you to be really successful and also to be great at what you do, you need to be kind of doing certain things for yourself, constantly looking at how, you know, you can make yourself greater at what you do. And and being greater at what you do is actually not always about getting more skills. Being greater at what you do is actually not about another certification or taking another course or, you know, loading up on more information. 
always. Sometimes that's important. I'm a, I'm a big lifelong learner. I love to learn. I just signed up to be in a copywriting mastermind for eight months because I was like, you know what? That's like something that I want to like up level uh, because it's what I help my clients with. It's something I spend a shitload of time doing in my own business and what I have my clients do. And so I was like excited. This thing came along an opportunity for me to be with like, like a copywriter that people worship. And I got accepted into her like very small mastermind. I was like, I'm going to do that. So I totally believe in that. But what we're talking about today is, is, um, or what I was just talking about was that most of us are also people who realize that in order to keep being good at what we do, in order to keep growing our businesses in order to keep creating the lives that we really want to be living. We are also constantly like up leveling ourselves, like how we're showing up. It doesn't mean you're broken or it's not about healing, you know, necessarily. It's not about that, you know, you're a disaster. It's really about recognizing that we, every time we want more, Okay. And this might not make it onto the video reel. So I'm putting up my coat fingers. Every time we want more, more of anything, more clients, more money, more abundance, more love, more fun, more freedom, more whatever, more anything. We have to ask ourselves, well, what do I need to adjust or change to get more? We can't just decide we want more, but then keep doing everything the same right? Even like more communication, more boundaries, more friendship, more plans, more whatever it is that we want more of. If we want more of anything or different of anything than what we know, and this is just, you know, this is just like fact, is that we have to do something different. We can't just like declare that we want more and then keep saying the same or doing everything the same. And whenever we want more, of anything or something different than what we're experiencing, we actually have to do things when we, when we have to do things differently, those things are usually uncomfortable. So recently I was talking to a client and the reason I just brought up the whole life thing was because, you know, my clients know that like they need and can come to me with life things and not only business things because because the way we do one thing is the way we do everything. So if you're having some sort of a a, a conundrum or a an, an experience in just your personal life with your interactions with your friends, with your partner, with you know, with your coworkers or your employer or whatever, anyone in your life, if you're not having the experience that you want to have, then how you're handling it, what you do about it is probably going to tell us a lot about how you handle things in your business, you know, or like in the way that you do your work. You know what I mean? So it's, so my clients know, like if there's some shit they need to deal with in their life, there's a good chance that it's going to get in the way of showing up the way they want to for their business, right? As that forward facing 
face of your brand, the person that has conversations with people um, that might want to work with you, the person who has sales calls, the person who, you know, is expressing themselves, is putting out valuable content. If that person is having certain struggles in their personal life with relationships and conversations and whatever, then we can make a logical assumption that that is also impacting the other areas, right? And so that's why my clients know that we need to bring everything out, right? If someone's struggling in their business and 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 they're, they keep coming to me and they're like, I... I'm not getting discovery calls. I don't have this. I don't have that. Right. And they're neglecting to tell me about some other stuff that's going on because they're thinking, well, I don't want to waste my business coaching time by talking to my coach about these non-business things. Right. Which sometimes happens. Sometimes I have to like remind my clients, ah, you know, that's not a thing. Let's not leave anything out. Um, But if someone is leaving something out, but they're coming to me with all of these, you know, kind of things that they're wanting to change that they're not liking about having a hard time connecting or getting people who want to talk to them or not having great discovery calls or having even issues with existing clients, like little weird things, um, someone not showing up, someone constantly wanting to change, whatever it is, um, there's a good chance when I say like, can you just tell me what else is going on? That what we find is that there's some other area of life that they're not being a certain way. And that is now having a greater impact. Right. And so what, what I hope to do today is to give you a way of understanding what I call the different zones that we kind of operate in and and what to do about the fact that moving between the zones is uncomfortable and that we should expect it to be uncomfortable. And then we can know how to like set ourselves up for it, you know? And I think that that's the greatest power that we can have as human beings, which is to expect like to know, right? Like you have someone like me who's constantly coming in and saying, here's how a human brain works. Here's what human brain default settings are, right? So it's great for you to know those things, right? How the brain works. And then to be like armed with the power to know what to do with this brain on default settings, right? This is such a big part of what I teach. Um, so that we know what to expect so that we're not sitting and thinking that that it's us or that we're the only people having this like shitty brain experience of the inner critic, of talking shit, of, you know, like low self-worth, <laughs> and, uh, criticizing ourselves, feeling like we're failing, right? That when we're having that experience, if at the same time we go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, thank you, human brain. I get it. If we're like able to be like that and just know that that's something that we can expect to have happen, we are going to be so much more equipped to do something about it rather than letting it take us down and losing valuable time. Imagine how much time is wasted or lost when you are in we, I'll say we, when we're in one of those like thought spirals, when we're in one of those states where we're just like in that darkness, right? Where we're not seeing possibility, we're not seeing light, 
imagine how much time we could save. Talk about time bending, about collapsing time, about accelerating our results. If we were like, I know what's going on and I know how to think about it so that I can change my experience faster. So you've heard of your comfort zone. And I think that like, it's just important for today's episode to think of your comfort zone as what becomes your default setting, right? Like your, your comfort zone becomes your, uh, like your normal, your baseline and your comfort zone does change when you want it to, right? But at some point it becomes the comfort zone. So we always have this kind of like baseline zone where we operate, where we kind of feel like we know what's going on. We we're doing the things that like, we feel like we're quote unquote good at, or that we can do. Right. So we're functioning, we're alive, we're keeping ourselves alive and like things are like, are, are okay. They could even be, they could even be great. Okay. So when we're in our comfort zone, things can be great. Things are smooth. Things are, are locked in. Things are on autopilot. Things are on repeat. Systems are working. Um, right? Like, so, and we're comfortable. We're comfortable. Our relate, like everyone's conversations are like, are, are, are fine and everything's fine. Now, when we're in our comfort zone, we might be there for like any length of time. It could be short, medium, long. And at some point, if you are a listener of this show, that you were drawn to something called passionate and prosperous, right? Not comfortable and complacent, okay? That's not the title of the show. You were drawn to a show called Passionate and Prosperous. Those of us who are passionate and prosperous are the ones who are going to get those nudges, those um, tugs, right? We're going to, at some point, have a need to change our experience. Sometimes it's just that we want an even better experience, right? So it's kind of, we get to the point where we're like, yeah, this is good, but I have a feeling that there's more or that I could get more out there, right? So there's that. And then also sometimes those nudges and tugs, whatever, are because we're not liking something or because we realize that like something's not going the way we wanted. We're not getting um, all of our needs met in a relationship or a friendship. Um, We're not having the experience that we want to have in our business. We're not attracting the right kind of people anymore or uh, we want to use our you know, you know, like we're, we're feeling bored, um, any number of things. So at some point in our comfort zone, inevitably one or both of those things are going to happen. We're going to start desiring more or wanting some, you know, something bigger, something better, right? We want to like do something new in a positive way or, we start having unwanted feelings and thoughts 
We start feeling discontent. We start feeling like something's not going the way we want it to, right? So inevitably, one of the, or both of those things are going to happen. And all of a sudden, comfort zone becomes a place that you don't want, well, you want to stay because that's what the human brain is programmed to do is to stay in the comfort zone. But as soon as you start getting those things that are like wanting to disturb or take you out of the comfort zone, you may, there's, you have two choices. One is to leave the comfort zone and the other is to fight to stay in it. And usually when you fight to stay in your comfort zone, what you're doing is wanting or expecting something external or outside of you to be the thing that changes so that you can stay in your comfort zone, but still have the experience that you want to be having. Not a good, that one's not the good choice, right? When we want to have a different experience, change an experience, whether it's that we want a better, different, bigger one, or we just don't want the one that we're having, the worst thing that we can do is fight to stay in our comfort zone and hope, pray, or manipulate, (laughs) whatever you want to call it, other people to be the ones to change so that we can have a different experience. So I'm going to say that again. When we want something different, something bigger, something better, or just when we're not liking something and we want it to be changed, if we fight for our comfort zone and try to find a way for other people to have to be the ones to do something different or change or treat us differently or act differently or be different or really anything in the world external to us, That is not a good choice to make. And that is not going to serve you at the highest level. And unfortunately, it is the choice that many people make first, we'll call it. Or maybe I shouldn't even just say first. Unfortunately, it's the choice that many people make. And it's the road that, that doesn't lead to anywhere good. It leads to frustration. It leads to things staying the same or not even staying comfortable where you wanted to be, but also not like not getting what you want. So it just becomes more uncomfortable. So what we're going to talk about right now is how to think about what's outside of your comfort zone, because basically anything that you want that's different than what you are having right in this moment whether it's that you want more or different, either one, anything that you want that you're not having right now is existing outside your comfort zone. It's not in your comfort zone. Whatever you're experiencing right now is what's inside that zone, period. And anything that you want different or more or bigger or better is in a different zone. So I just want you to take that in so that you can really, really like feel it energetically and in your bones and in your cells that comfort zone 
is is where you are right now. And if you're feeling the pull, the call, or if you're having negativity, feelings that you don't like, experiences that you don't like, interactions that you don't like, that you want to change, right? Do you want things to be different? Then what you have to know is that like, we're going to have to go to a different zone to get it or change it or fix it. So when I think of zones, right? And this is funny because I come from this like background of, uh, uh, as you, I think you know, of yoga, of really like scholarly yoga, yoga science and yoga philosophy. And one of the things that, um, one of the ways I should say that in yoga philosophy and yoga science, the tradition that I come from, that one of the ways that we sort of look at understanding all of the different kind of energetics and, you know, intangible stuff of the mind and of the body, right, through the lens of yoga is something that is called the koshas. So the koshas are what are, that's the name for what in yoga we reference as the subtle bodies. And so the koshas are um, like layers of your being that are associated with different aspects. So there are five, right? And so they go, they go from like most external to most internal or most gross and physical to most subtle. And so we always talk about the Anamaya Kosha. I hope I, I didn't even know I was going to talk about Kosha. See, like sometimes just shit comes up. So of course I'm like, oh my God, I haven't talked about the Koshas in so long. I hope I can remember them. So there's Anamaya Kosha, which is considered to be your like outermost layer. That's like your, they call it your food body. That's the physical body. And then there is the, um, Vinyamaya Kosha. And the Vinyamaya Kosha is the mental body. It's like your, is the, it's like the, oh no, sorry. That's the emotional body, right? So that's like your layer of emotions. And then there's the Manamaya Kosha and that's the mental body. That's like the intellect and the thought permeations. And then there's the Pranamaya Kosha, which is the breath body. It's, that's the like life force energy body. And then it may be that pranamaya is after uh, anamaya. I'm not sure if I'm giving you them from gross to subtle, but I know that the innermost body then, right, is called anandamaya kosha. That's the bliss body. The, that that's that like your pure consciousness, your true self. So this is a very very subtle thing, and the reason I'm bringing it up is because whenever I picture the koshas or talk about the koshas, I always envision it the same way I, look, I think of the zones that I'm about to teach you, which is almost like, you know, like concentric circles, right? Like if we drew like a bullseye or a target and we had like all of those rings, right? There's like the outer rings and then there are these, um, you know, the, the rings as they go more toward the center. So when we talk about the zones that we're going to talk about today, which are comfort zone, genius zone, leadership zone, and cosmic zone, and then of course, discomfort zone, which I'm going to talk about, um, that I picture it as comfort zone is in the center. And then, then you start adding in genius zone, leadership zone, cosmic zone. That's the most outer one. And then imagine that in between each of those, in between 
comfort and genius and leadership and cosmic are these little discomfort zones in between each one of them. Because in order to go from zone to zone, you have to go through a discomfort zone every single time. So we're talking about five zones today, right? Comfort zone, genius zone, leadership zone, cosmic zone, discomfort zone. And cosmic zone is technically the most outer zone for today's purposes. And then discomfort zone is kind of like woven in between all the different zones. We might have to do a, a graphic of this, an infographic, um, not, 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 you know, for the show right now, but for Passion and Prosperous Live. I have a feeling that this is going to turn into some content that we've got at Passion and Prosperous Live with some workbook stuff. So anyway, um, so that's what I'm going to be walking you through today is these zones and what and when and why we want to leave our comfort zone to go to these other zones. So as I've already been telling you, I kind of spent the whole first half of the show talking about the comfort zone and how the comfort zone is like, kind of like your, your, you know, for a while, your happy place. Um, right. But eventually it becomes like a status quo place. It kind of becomes like, like a known place. It becomes like a, a, a safety place. It becomes And sometimes it becomes a place of complacency, right? It starts to become a place of just like, it begins with like feeling like you're in a flow, but then it kind of plateaus and becomes like a place where you're no longer taking risks. You're no longer um, doing new things. You're not kind of like visioning uh, beyond where you are. And like I said earlier, for some people, that's fine. And they just live out life in the comfort zone. But I think that the people that I attract and that listen to Passion and Prosperous, I I call it like you're not done. If you're not done, like if everything that you have right now is not the way you want it to stay, like if you don't want to be in a time capsule, if you don't want any more growth, right? Like, or, so if you want more growth, if you think that you want to do more, if you think that there's more out there for you, if you think that you can make more money, if you think that you can work with more clients, if you think that there's more for you to create, right? If you think that you're here to do a podcast or write a book or offer new programs, uh, be a speaker, um, you know, increase your offerings, uh, have even better relationships, find find more colleagues and, and, and friends, uh, expand and grow as you age. Right. Um, if that's you, then it's, then your comfort zone is not like where you're going to freeze time. You don't want to be in a time capsule. And so in order for you to, to change anything, you have to get really friendly with the other zones. So genius zone is not that far from comfort zone in that genius zone is the place that you get to go when you're feeling really connected to your creativity. Your genius zone is where you make new new work. It's where you come up with ideas and act on them. It's where you feel like you're in your creative flow. It's where you feel okay with trying stuff, even though you don't know the outcome, right? It's the zone where you 
are leveraging and tapping into your existing gift skills and talents. And you're really like leaning into that, into that confidence and, and doing stuff, doing the next thing, doing the thing you never uh, did before, creating, acting on an idea. And sometimes the genius zone feels less easy than the comfort zone or actually usually because it's much more proactive. In the comfort zone, you can do things that you can do on autopilot, right? So like in your comfort zone, you can probably answer some emails (laughs) or like, you know, you might even be able to do at this point, like a discovery call or talk about what you do or, you know, there's probably lots of stuff that supports your business and, and your life that you can do in your, in your comfort zone. Um, and you don't need to be in your genius zone for, And then there are certain things that you need to do, most likely, if you're not staying the same, that you need to be in your genius zone for. And your genius zone needs a little bit more, like, um, uh, inner support or underpinnings in order for you to want to go there. Because, you see, comfort zone is just, like, no risk, super easy. I'm going to do this, and I'm not worried about what anyone's going to think, I'm not worried about, you know, I'm not, it's like comfort zone is where you do things that you don't have to think hard about. It doesn't really require a lot of brainstorming. Genius zone is a brainstorming zone. So when you want to be in your genius zone, that is where you're most likely to have that pesky thought, I'm stuck, (laughs) right? Or why is this taking so long? Or why is this so hard? Because genius zone is where we go in order to tap in to like our good, our goodness, like our good stuff, right? Like what makes us special, our secret sauce, our thought leadership, our creativity. And remember, creativity in our world does not mean necessarily painting or writing a book, although it could, or choreographing a dance or whatever, In my world, it has a lot to do with coming up with new workshop and training ideas, coming up with the content for my academy, for the Passion Prosperous Academy that you can be in starting today if you want. Um, uh, You know, coming up with my uh, event, right? October 27th and 28th, Passion Prosperous Live. Uh, Coming up with podcast episodes, um, expressing myself, uh, you know, and then even just like... um, up-leveling my messaging, being curious about like, what if I say things in a different way or, or doing the copywriting mastermind that I just told you I'm doing Uh, that, that is to help me to be in my genius zone more because if I wasn't committed to the mastermind, just like if you're not committed to working with a coach or uh, being in the academy or coming to Passion Prosperous Live or anything like that, you are taking a huge risk that you're going to stay in your comfort zone because going to our genius zone is the less comfortable place. It requires much more like kind of effort. It definitely brings up some of that shit that we like when it's more quiet 
right? Like inner critic and fear of what other people will think and thinking that we're not qualified, all that shit, right? Um, And Therefore, we won't go to the genius zone as regularly. We won't. We'll just start going, oh, it's fine. It's fine if I just put out this kind of like shitty, mediocre, you know, uh, post or if I just keep doing what I'm doing and, you know, maybe my time is over. Maybe it's meant to peter out and, you know, this is what I've been able to get. It's easy to stay there unless you have a reason to be called into your genius zone and you need the accountability and the support to do it. So this is like literally why I joined this mastermind, right? Was because I know that it's something I want to do and I want to be in that zone of genius, but something told me not that I'm a not that I don't act on stuff. I'm a pretty major doer and producer of things and pretty prolific, but I know myself and I knew that this thing that I really want for myself, that I just don't think I would do it without that commitment and level of accountability to go to my genius zone, which is going to require me to step outside of my comfort zone. Okay. Your leadership zone I kind of think of as not your creativity zone, like not your coming up with like thought leadership and putting yourself out there, like in terms of your, your work and your ideas and like, you know, in terms of like, you know, your, your, what you want to produce and share with other people, offers and, you know, content and, um, and, and whatever. Okay. Like things for you to create events, right? Like for me to put on Passion and Prosperous Live, I have to be in my genius zone. That's an event. That's me creating something from scratch right? And doing it without knowing if, if anyone's going to sign up. Thank God we already have signed up. So I'm not sitting here and telling you that like I'm creating this massive thing and investing time, energy, and money that no one's coming to. But that's always going to be there. Anytime you put yourself out and you want people to come to something, attend something, there's always going to be that unknown time when you don't know if anyone's going to sign up, right? Okay, then there's the leadership zone, which is I look at it more as like as like taking control of your experience. Leading your life and leading your business by taking control of your experience and trusting that you can be the leader that other people in your life may not be as interested in being a leader. They may not be interested in in up-leveling, right? But if it's impacting you in a negative way, your only course of action is to step into your leadership zone and to take actions from that zone And that may be really uncomfortable because your leadership zone is also a vulnerable zone. It's a zone where you have to like kind of put yourself at risk of someone rejecting you or fighting you or criticizing you or being disappointed in or by you. 
because your leadership zone is where you have boundaries, maybe new ones that you didn't have before, right? Remember, if we're talking from comfort to leadership, so you're in your comfort zone and some shit starts happening where you start realizing that like there's, there's a breach of your boundaries. There's some weakness in there that something is starting to seep. You're starting to feel like you're, there's, you know, someone's demanding too much of you or expecting too much, or they're like overstepping or they're not showing up in the relationship the way you want or in your business, like if X, Y, and Z is happening, right? Um, or you're, you know, some, a friend or someone that you're dating or, or just in general. I remember when I was doing internet dating back in the, in the early days, right? Where there was not even phone apps. Okay. There was no swiping. Okay. It was all on the desktop on like a website, right? No apps, you guys. But I remember doing internet dating and I remember when I started feeling that really, 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 really uncomfortable thing of not liking my experience. And feeling like there were just constantly red flags popping up, you know, for me on every date with every interaction. And I knew that I had a choice that I could make at that time. And that was to take control of my experience. And how to take control of your experience is the, the what you have to do to take control of your experience is the part where you have to go through a discomfort zone to get to the new zone. So, right? So to be in my genius zone, I have to go through some discomfort, okay? Or, or be willing to do something that feels less, because okay, I'm, I'm not going to say that like joining the mastermind is in my discomfort zone, but the thing that was uncomfortable about it was investing $16,000 in it. You see what I mean? So I had to go through a discomfort zone and work on that and that investment and sort of like rise my my to that investment for myself. I had to do the inner work to really like like make sure that I was in alignment with if I make this investment, will I make the most of it? Not asking myself, is the investment worth it? I mean, obviously, you should always ask yourself if like what you're paying for feels like the value exchange is the value proposition is going to, you know, is worth it to you for the number, right? Like what you are going to get for the number. That's only something that you, you know, you know. But then there's another piece when it comes to making big investments, which is to ask yourself, can I rise to the occasion of this investment? Will I use it? Will I show up? Will I go to my genius zone because of this investment? Right? And so then, so there is that discomfort zone that you have to go through, I have to go through, where I have to contemplate all of the stuff that's going to take me out of my comfort zone. It's comfortable not to make a new investment. It's comfortable not to join a new community. It's comfortable not to say yes to working with someone that I've never worked with before, right? So I have to go out of my comfort zone, get uncomfortable in order to go to my genius zone. And then I can be in my genius zone where there's still some discomfort because it's still new and trying new stuff and being vulnerable. And so in the leadership zone, that's where 
And the reason I brought up dating is because I think of the leadership zone a lot in terms of interpersonal relationships, whether it's like, whether it's literally your partner or the people that you want to date or that you're dating or married to, or if it's your kids or if it's your, your parents or any other family or close friend. And then also, you know, your colleagues or your employees or your boss or whatever, your employer, whatever it is. That in these interpersonal relationships, when you're not having the experience that you want, when someone else isn't showing up for you the way that you want them to show up for you, or when you're not having the experience of how other people move through the world in a way that serves you or that you like, what do you do about it? Well, it takes a lot to be the initiator of conversations. It takes a lot to be a communicator. It takes a lot of bravery and resilience and trust when it comes to like opening up that conversation or that door and saying, I would like to talk about this. Here's what I need or here's what's not working for me and here's what would work instead. Or asking someone, has anything changed? Is there anything that you would like to talk about or tell me? In other words, being the initiator of communication is the, maybe the single most difficult thing for any of us to do. And it takes so much stepping into the discomfort zone to do it, but it is the only way. The reason I call it the leadership zone is because it's the zone you have to go to if you ever want to feel like you're taking control of your experience in life and in business. Or you have to move and go live in solitary confinement. Like you have to go be a monk or like, you know, some sort of person who lives like on an ashram and spends most of your days like alone and in silence contemplating. But if you want to live in the world and interact with people and have relationships, your leadership zone is the zone that you must go to when you don't want to be at the mercy of or of being a victim and constantly walking around feeling like things are happening to you. And then the final zone that I brought up, right? So we've got comfort, discomfort, which is the zone that we have to go through to get to genius zone, leadership zone, and then finally, cosmic zone. Now, I had a coach who called this zone the bullshit zone, and I liked that for a little while. I thought it was funny. But then over time, I realized I don't want to make it a bullshit zone. I want to make it a cosmic zone. And here's why. This zone, which is the farthest zone out from the comfort zone, right? If you're imagining it as a solar system, the zone that's the farthest out from the comfort zone is the cosmic zone. And that's the zone where fucking huge ideas about who you can be and what you can do and what you can have live. Make a million dollars, be a seven-figure business owner, have a best-selling book, this is Stacy's. These are mine. Own a second house. Um, you know, like take off, you know, one week out of every month from 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 anything forward facing and getting to have a creativity retreat week every single month. These are big things that I want. 
And the reason why they're the cosmic zone is because right now, in this moment, I don't necessarily believe I can have the, well, some of those things I believe, but I don't, it's not happening yet. It's not like all I have to do is like take a, a little uncomfortable move and boom, I have all those things. They're a little further away and they, they're in the cosmic zone because, because right now they're, they're, they're really distant ideas and they don't feel as tangible and, and yet I don't want to call it the bullshit. So some that coach said bullshit zone was like where you set a goal, for example. Um, but because it's so big that your brain registers it as bullshit and therefore shuts it down. And I'm changing it to say it's the cosmic zone because you have to let yourself go there and set those goals and want those things and speak into those desires but the reason why it's the cosmic zone is because the place of discomfort is where you have to start building up inside of you the cosmic connection or the belief connection to the universe, the sort of the deepest level of trust and faith in yourself and the universe that you can get there. So instead of calling it the bullshit zone where right now your brain is like, what? How are you going to have a multi seven figure dollar business, you know, seven figure business? How are you going to have, you know, live in New York City and pay the most ridiculous amounts of rent and buy something somewhere else? How are you going to, right? Like, there's a part of my brain that can do that right now for every one of my goals. How are you going to have a best selling book? You don't even have time to like do X, Y, and Z. You're overextending yourself all the time. You do too many things. You don't even do this, right? So I need to quiet that part of my brain down and I need to go to the cosmic zone so that that stuff doesn't always feel really far away. I'm going to collapse time. I'm going to accelerate it and I'm going to get uncomfortable to do it by really take doing practices that make me believe I can have it or even better that it's already in motion. And so these are the zones that I think about for myself and that I'm teaching you. Comfort zone, genius zone, leadership zone, cosmic zone, and then recognizing that to travel throughout in between, to jump in and out of those zones, to, right, because the comfort zone, as soon as you up level and do the new big thing, that's going to become your comfort zone. It's going to become your new baseline. It's going to become the new normal. That's the good thing. Takes different amounts of time for everyone, but at some point you're going to be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I make this much money now. Yeah. And it's going to become your comfort zone. I do this many things. I make a show every week. I, when I first made the podcast, you think it was in my comfort zone or my genius zone? You know, you think it was in my comfort zone to record an episode every single week of my life and put myself out there and be totally vulnerable? I have no idea if people are listening and thinking she's she sounds stupid or she sounds like a total idiot or she's so fucking self-centered, whatever. They may be saying that took a lot of courage, but now this is my comfort zone, right? And what's my genius zone is like when I, you know, want to come up with new ideas, when I, you know, so 
your comfort zone changes. Things become the new normal. And then inevitably, after a period of time, something calls you forth to the genius zone or to the leadership zone or the cosmic zone. And when you're called forth, you go through the discomfort zone. And what is in the discomfort zone? Vulnerability. Feeling like you're taking risks. Not knowing how things are going to turn out. The what ifs. You know when you have like an attack of the what ifs? But what if? But what if? if? That's the discomfort zone. That's your whole being, your whole nervous system wanting to avoid the discomfort and shut it down and say, don't take the risk. What's in the discomfort zone? Asking for things, having difficult conversations, having to say to someone, this hurt me, or I love you, or what are you thinking? That's all discomfort zone, right? And we have to be willing to go to the discomfort zone if we want to be in our genius leadership, or cosmic zone ever. So if you're someone who wants to take leadership in your life, you want to take control of your experience, you want to be someone who's growing and evolving and looking at life and saying, I am not a victim. I am not going to just sit here and have an experience that I don't like out of fear of talking to someone or asking for what I want or asking for the conversation or asking for clarity, right? If you want to be someone who goes to the leadership zone and then you become a leader for other people because because most of the people in your life are not doing this work. And so then you get to be the leader for them and show them how everyone can survive a conversation, how everyone can survive emotions and discomfort. How everyone can survive saying something that makes them feel, you know, uncomfortable. Or maybe even saying something that they're worried will hurt someone else's feelings. If it's coming from a place of leadership and love, if it's coming from a place of wanting to just really like connect and 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 be compassionate and be emotional and be human and be vulnerable, it you have no control over someone else's feelings get getting hurt other than if you do something maliciously, that sucks. But everything else is a lesson. It's a way of showing and showing up and leading other people. I mean, like, this is how it, this is what it looks like to be a human being who's really trying to live in the best possible way. Harmoniously, in love, happy. That's your leadership zone. It's you knowing how you can get that for yourself. And when you, and it it usually involves other people. And usually the most uncomfortable thing is not knowing how the other person is going to respond if you want to step into your leadership zone and take control of your own experience. Right? All right. So what should you do? So here's what I do to like kind of really think about my comfort zone and when it's being challenged and when I'm being called forth and what to do about it, okay? So number one, really, really, really knowing what your top values are in life and business so that you can always use them as a litmus test for like, 
Is something challenging this, this value? Is someone else not, does this person not share that value? Um, Is something that I'm doing or that is happening not in alignment with these things that are so important to me? So like when you join the Passion and Prosperous Academy, one of the first things that I have you do is you you do a values exercise, right? And I have a handout that's got like, I don't know, 75 values written on it. And, you know, I wrote it. So in a way I could look at that and go, every one of these is a value of mine. Okay. But we all have like ones that are more important or stronger to us and Right. So you could have all the good values, but then there are some that just are so they're like they're like you'll die on a hill for it. Right. So, for example, for myself, my like some of my highest values that I just like like if they're not if it's not what's happening between me and another person or how someone else shows up or, you know, whatever, it's what's intolerable to me. And those are communication. I am like communication is probably my number one, you know, thing. And that's like in, on every level from like responding to an inquiry or an email to, you know, uh, like, like literally saying like, like having the, the fucking guts to tell someone yes or no about something all the way up to like having deep, meaningful conversations with friends and family and clients and showing up and, and, and staying, in touch with people. So, okay. So that's like literally my number one. Thoughtfulness is like a huge value for me. Like really thinking about others. Integrity is a huge one for me. Like teaching yoga, like not wanting to like, not wanting to like teach out of integrity with what the, with what I know the teachings were meant, right? How they're meant to be transmitted, And service is one of my huge, huge values. It's like kind of like showing up and delivering and being without necessarily expecting something in return. Okay, so you get the drift. So like knowing your values, the values become an anchor for you. So that whenever you're starting to feel that like, there's something nudging, pulling, you know, calling you out of your comfort zone, whether it's like knowing that you want bigger, more, whatever, or if that you're not liking your, your, your current situation and it feels overwhelming, you're like, ah, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. One good thing is a value check is what's happening in or out of alignment with like my highest values. Number two, not being afraid to declare what you really want. So being a person who is secretly or silently walking around, like wishing that someone else was acting differently or wishing for a different experience or expecting everyone to be mind readers, or if you're overlooking red flags, like if there's clear red flags and you are not paying attention to them and taking action on them, right? That is on you. So another really important thing to think about with your zones is in order to go to your zones, genius zone, leadership zone, and cosmic zone, you must not be afraid to declare what you really want. And so it is important to do a check-in of what you really want. What do you really want? What's most important to you in a friend? What's most important to you in a partner? What's most important to you in a 
colleague, business coach? What's most important to you in an employer? What's most important to you in in a client? You've got to be willing to do that and not walk around planet Earth thinking that if you do that, somehow you're going to seem ungrateful or uncompromising or like, you know, like you're like you're not worthy of it, you know, like that you can't have what you want, that it's that you're expecting too much. If you've been walking around with people getting in your ear and making you think that like you're too anything, you have too high expectations, you want too much, get rid of those fucking people. That's part of this exercise, right? Because you have to be willing to look at what you really want, what is most important to you in your relationships and in your experience on earth. Is it people thinking of you? right? Is if so, if thoughtfulness is one of your most important values, then you need to find people who value that too. If you're going to have an intimate relationship with them in any way, not intimate, only meaning romantic or sexual. I mean, friends, right? Or people that you collaborate with. I made a huge mistake. I, I owned a business. I signed a legal document and went into an a time, energy, and financial commitment, right, with two other people. And what I found out was that they didn't share the same values. The things that were most important to me were not what were most important to them. And eventually I could no longer be there because it was absolutely horrible. So it is actually more important for you to see red flags and for you to eliminate the the people or things that have red flags or not say yes to them and be a holdout for what you really want. Number three, goal setting. The only way that you're going to go to the genius leadership and cosmic zones because discomfort zone is in between is to set goals for yourself. And if you have a resistance to goal setting or you think like it's too confining or whatever, then, you know, you may be having a hard time with getting the stuff that you really want. Creating containers for yourself and goals and saying, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it is really important because otherwise you'll never leave your comfort zone. Comfort zones are only left when you have a new goal. You have no goal, you're in your comfort zone. The fourth thing that you can do to really take this like control of your experience is to be willing to look at your thoughts and beliefs on a pretty regular basis so that you can notice when you're having thoughts that are letting you know that it's time to get out of your comfort zone. Time to make some sort of a change. Time to do something new. Time to, you know, change your experience. And how do we do that? Well, we do that through, these are my top three recommendations, okay? Journaling, which means just getting your thoughts out and and so that you can see them, so that you know what they are, so that you can make them tangible, so you can pull them out of just your brain. When we keep our thoughts in our brain, our brains feel very, very, very crowded, like super crowded, not good. Clear the clutter by journaling it out. Just get it out of your head. 
What's another way to manage our thoughts and beliefs and notice them so that we can like decide what we want to do about them? Coaching or therapy. And then also affirming. So, so deciding what thoughts and beliefs we're going to have instead and doing the work to affirm the new thing. So affirmations or, you know, coaching, as I said, is like we can do deep, deep belief work to shift the beliefs and upgrade our thoughts and our, and our operating systems. But this is essential to not staying in your comfort zone. Your comfort zone is just like, just, I'd rather just be right here rather than look at my new thought (laughs) or a thought that I'm having that, 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 you know, is, is nagging at me. It's telling me to do something. And then finally, and this is your cosmic zone one. It's what I call like, you've heard me talk about like your future self, future pulling. Um, The work of getting to your cosmic zone is that you have to start projecting yourself into the future and studying yourself in the future, having that outcome, loading up on, on him, her, they, and studying other people who have what you want the big stuff, not studying them like in a weird way, but like ask yourself, like, if I was that person, what would I be doing? If I had that, what would I be doing? So this future work and starting to see ourselves as having these big fucking cosmic things, whatever you want, again, you don't have to want what I want. You don't have to want a seven figure or multiple seven figure business. You don't have to want, you know, to have a podcast that's a, you know, a top, 20 podcasts. You don't have to want to write a book. You don't have to want to be talking in front of thousands of people on stage. Those are what I want. You have to have your own things. (laughs) You get your own. But in order for me to make those things happen, they're, they're so in the cosmic zone, some of them, that I really have to like do my work on my nervous system to bridge the gap between where I am now and where that is, that zone And then believe that like I'm a time traveler, that I can travel to that zone, that it's possible, it's accessible to me. And I have to learn how to feel it, hear it, see it, taste it, and really teach my emotions and my nervous system that that is not that far off for me. So those are the ways that we manage these zones. There are probably more, but I wanted to try to share with you like some really tangible things for you to be thinking about when it comes to like the nudge, the pull, the something telling you that it's time to change your experience. It's time for something different, whether that's more or I don't like what I'm having and then how to, how, what to do. And it's always going to involve asking yourself, which zone do I need to get to? Genius, leadership, cosmic, and then recognizing, all right, now I'm going to go through the discomfort zone to get there. And just being aware of it. And and actually just, just owning it and saying, it's going to be uncomfortable. And I will survive. Because that is what the comfort zone is. The comfort zone is the place where your brain is like, oh, good, you're alive. Everything is keeping you alive. You're not at risk of, of, of getting killed by some crazy unknown variable. And the minute you want to go to discomfort zone, that's what your brain is doing. It's going, uh-oh, you might die. And so you have to do the work on telling your brain, I'm not going to die. This is not going to kill me. A conversation is not going to like kill me. I can survive. I can do this. 
I'm coming from the heart. I'm coming from place of love. I'm coming, I'm in alignment. I'm in alignment with my values, right? We get to use all of this to support ourselves in the discomfort zone. That's basically what everything I just shared with you, these five things are for. They're to help you survive or believe you'll survive because you will survive the discomfort zone to get to where you really want to go. All right. That is what I want to talk to you about today. The zones and how important it is to just want to be in the zones and change your zones and be willing and excited to be in the discomfort zone, knowing that you have tools and that you'll survive, but that it's the only way. It's the only way to get to these different places. And when you want to change what the comfort zone looks and feels like, and it'll become the new one. And then you'll have to do it again. And that's it. And then you're going to be like, yeah, but that's like, that's what it means to be an evolving, passionate, and prosperous human who's taking advantage of everything that I have to have the best possible experience and to, to, to tap into my birthright, my birthright of happiness, my birthright of joy, my birthright of, you know, love safety, belonging. All right, my loves. So uh, don't forget, going to something like Passion and Prosperous Live is how you do what we just talked about on this episode. I promise you. So go to www.stacybrassrussell.com, events, get your ticket. Get the ticket. Purchase the ticket. And then go through the discomfort of figuring out how you're going to make it happen, of changing your schedule, of getting childcare, of taking a day off of work. What the fuck ever? It's your life and you have to do these kinds of things if you want to keep having more. That's the theme of it, actually. Attract more clients, make more money, transform more lives. Okay. I will be with you next week in your headphones and I am sending you all the love. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Passionate and Prosperous with me, Stacey Brass Russell. If you like what you're listening to, please make sure you're following or subscribing. And if you're on Apple, that's the little plus sign on the top right so that you get notified when new episodes drop every Wednesday. As always, I'm sending you love and high vibes. And remember, life is hard and there's always something you can do about it. Mm-hmm.